in chapter 10, beginning with verse 1. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. This is the true word of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word that you have for us. Thank you, Father, for giving us the ability to to recognize the voice of Christ, to recognize his words that he spoke and how his words are true and enduring and faithful. Father, help us to hear the, the words of Jesus Christ, plant them in our minds and in our hearts, and let them, let them show forth in our voices. We need to hear the words of Jesus, your Son, our Savior. In his name we pray, amen. You may be seated. You know, so think about these sheep. They have it good. They have someone who watches over them. They have a shepherd who leads them in the right way so that all they have to do is watch the shepherd and follow. They know that if they wander off the right way, the shepherd is there to help them, to help them get back on track. They know that if there are predators out there, the shepherd will protect them, even to the point of risking his own life for their sake. They know that if they get hurt, the shepherd is there to tend to their wounds. They know that when they're hungry, the shepherd knows where the very best and greenest grass is. They know that when they get thirsty, the shepherd knows the way to clean, clear streams where they can be refreshed. These sheep have it good. Of course, you probably have figured out that Jesus is not just talking about sheep. That's not, the Bible is not an instruction manual of how to take care of sheep. This is about the care of souls. So Jesus was talking about something more, and he was using sheep as an example to talk about human beings. Jesus was giving good news to us, that we have a good shepherd And you know that makes some people uncomfortable, strange as that might seem. There are some people who resist the idea of having a shepherd to watch over them, even a good one. There was a farmer who raised sheep, and of course because, well, you know how it works, big sheep make little sheep. And that meant that there were a lot of little lambs running all over. That also meant that it wasn't very far away where there were some predators. In this case, coyotes. 
and I wouldn't trust a coyote around lambs. The farmer wanted to protect the sheep, so he put in the labor and the time and the expense to construct a safe, fenced-in, enclosed um, enclosure. Actually, if he lived these days, he might have gotten a llama, too, because I don't know if you've seen that around here, but up north there were sheep farmers. They had a llama in the midst because a llama will kick the nose into a coyote. This is a good farmer. He did everything he could. One day, one of the little lambs had a cast on its leg. So it was hobbling around, not able to jump and leap and run around with the other little lambs. It wore a cast because this particular lamb had a particular talent. There was something he was better than all the other lambs at. He'd always figured a way to get out. One way or another, it would find or make a way out. Sometimes it would try crawling under the fence. Sometimes it would work at the wall of the barn until there was a, a gap there. Then he squeezed through. Sometimes it would hop on the back of another lamb, jump over the fence. One day the lamb got away, and the shepherd followed it and got it out of a scrape. The shepherd actually got hurt himself on this rescue mission since, well, the coyote was reluctant to surrender its lunch. Trying to make a go of it without the shepherd had left the lamb an easy target. Thankfully, it had a rescuer who was willing to take the risk and even get some scars for the sake of the lamb. We have a shepherd, and he is good, and he knows us by name, all of us, each of us by name. And in Hebrew thought, there is a lot more to the name than just what you call somebody. For them, the name includes all about what a person is like. So your name would include all of your preferences, all of your attitudes, all of your habits, all the different ways that you think about things, your priorities, your character, your integrity, your patience, generosity, your humility. That's all included under the name. We might not want to admit it, but that also includes things like selfishness and arrogance and resentments, self-pity and that sense of entitlement. The shepherd knows it all. He knows us inside and out. You can't hide anything from him. He knows you perfect. For every one of us, our names, not just what he calls us, everything about us is always in the mind and in the heart of God himself. This is not a little thing. This is the same God who made the universe and who formed life. This is the same God who made all those millions of galaxies and all those millions and millions of stars. The same God who created all those millions of little organisms that we can only see with the microscope. The same God who made the seas and the dry lands. 
The same God who constructed all of creation so that it would continue moment after moment and century after century and generation after generation, and it's still going. The same God who designed it all and put it all together also knows each one of us by name. He knows when we're lost, and He knows when we're found. He knows when we're scared and when we're comforted. He knows when we follow and when we wander off on our own way and get ourselves into trouble. Each one of us is called by name because each one of us matters to God. Nobody is unimportant in His eyes. This is the shepherd who knows all about us, who knows our names, and who always watches over each one of us. Look in Scripture. It's God's Word. And it tells us clearly that God knows each one of us, even at the moment of conception, and already has plans for us while we're still developing inside the mother. He never waits for anything before he'll stop, before he'll start interacting with you, and caring for you. So when we're talking about God, we're not talking about some absentee landlord or some hired hand. We're talking about one who's watching over you because he cares for you. The problem that we keep on making is that we wander away from our shepherd. We get ourselves into trouble. Every sin is a moment that we make a decision against trusting the shepherd. So we take our eyes off of him. We start to build for ourselves a world in which we do not hear the voice of God or see his face. And if the story were to end there, we'd be without hope. If we would ever think that we could make it back to the shepherd by ourselves whenever we wanted to, we would find ourselves stuck, lost, unable to find our way. God doesn't leave us there. Whenever we have our ears closed to him, so that we can no longer hear the shepherd's words for us, remember, God has his words written down for us. They're available. If you need your own copy, talk to me. I have copies to give away. We can open scripture. God's word is written there because God wants to be found. He wants to be known. He does not want to be a secret. He's not just for the, the insiders. This is not a secret club. He wants everyone in the world to know him. And in Scripture, we open those pages and we can find a lot of human success stories and we can find a lot of human failure stories. And through it all, every moment of each of those stories, we find this good shepherd who is always faithful. We've been given a way to hear his word. Take it to heart, to know it and trust it. And hearing goes both ways. If you're married, you know that, right? Hearing goes both ways. In this case, our shepherd has promised that he will hear us, even now, while we can't see him face to face. If you're in this world, 
wherever you are, you can lift up your voice to Him. If you're in distress or you're in joy, He will hear you. He's never going to be out of range. So we pray. And when the sheep follow the shepherd, they lift their voices up in contentment or in fear, the shepherd hears. Our God hears perfectly. And he hears your voice. He recognizes your voice. Out of the millions and billions of people, you can recognize his. So let me tell you, back at the house where we live, anytime somebody comes in through that door, that orange streak that's zipping past is a cat rushing off to find a hiding place, a nice, safe place somewhere that even I don't know. If it's me coming inside, the first thing I do is I greet her so she knows that it's me. Wherever she is, I want her to hear me. And usually as soon as she hears me, she hurries over to me just to welcome me back. She knows my voice. And I know hers. There was one time I heard barely this little meow coming from somewhere and sounded kind of muffled like I couldn't figure out where she was. I looked all over. And um, eventually I found her in, that, in the corner of the kitchen, inside that round cabinet that spins around. She'd gotten inside there. And no one had noticed, and it had been closed. I don't think she could make her way inside, but I don't know. I wouldn't put it past her. But I knew her voice. I recognized her. I came looking for her. God wants his words to be so familiar to you that it becomes easy to pick out God's words. Even while there are so many voices in the world around us trying to pull us off in wrong directions, away from him. His words are trustworthy. His words are reliable. His words are good. This is about trust. Do you really believe that Jesus, our shepherd, is leading his people, including you, in the right direction? If you do trust this, you do not need to be afraid to have him leading you into the future. You don't have to face that future alone. Through those joyous times and all of those dark times, the shepherd is with you and with the rest of the flock. Whatever the future holds, Jesus, our shepherd, is going ahead of you, preparing the way, leading to a place that's good. found out yesterday that my cousin's daughter, all the way down in Louisiana, is having surgery again. And you know she's going over to Atlanta, her grandma, my aunt's going to meet her there, or something like that. She's not alone. She has grandma, yes, and that's awesome. 95 years old, she's going up to Atlanta to be with her. She has God looking after her, too. She can have that confidence. It's available. It's, he's trustworthy. Now, voices are important. What a wonderful gift from God. You know, at certain times of the year, 
there are certain beaches that are filled with either seals or sea lions. I don't know the difference. It's one or the other, or maybe both. And you have all those mother seals and all those little baby seals, and sometimes in that big crowd of moving animals, they can lose track of each other. The mother seal can be worried about her little pup. And the pup can get scared in that big crowd of all those big seals. But with all that racket of all of those barks just filling the air, they can still pick out their particular voices. They can find each other. To us, they all sound alike. To them, they sound different. Looking a little bit closer to home, scientists who study these things have found that human babies who are not even born yet can already recognize familiar voices. Right away after the baby is born, that tiny little newborn will turn his or her little head towards mom's voice because she knows that voice better than anybody else's. And after listening to that voice already for nine months, mom's voice is one of the few sounds in a big, bright world that's familiar and comforting. In the same way, scientists have learned that if, I'm not going to leave dad out, but if dad will read, let's say read Dr. Seuss, that that's very identifiable. Read Dr. Seuss books for the baby before he or she is born. After that baby is born, the baby will recognize that voice and a familiar rhythm. Because as daddy's reading that story, and he's heard it before, baby's heard it before, the baby will turn toward that in a way not like just other random noises. Recognizing someone's voice means that you spend time together. So, what does God really say? The more time that you spend with God in Scripture, the better you'll recognize Him. Recognize both His words and His actions. Now, do you think that a lost lamb can tell the difference between the voice of the shepherd and the voice of a coyote? I hope so. Can we tell the difference between the truth about Christ and the lies about Christ? Always, always search the scriptures to see if what someone is saying is the truth. God's word is truth. Now over at um, Fairbury, one of the scripture readings was from the book of Acts. And in there it was talking about the early days of the church. And the followers of the crucified and risen Jesus were devoted to him, like sheep looking with trust and devotion to their shepherd. So when you look there in the second chapter of Acts, you see that they were devoted to four things. And there's one thing in common for all four of them. First, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. People wanted to hear everything that Jesus said and hear about everything that Jesus had done from people who had been eyewitnesses. So that early church, in that early church, the people were devoted to hearing about Jesus crucified and Jesus risen. They wanted to hear about forgiveness and life. They wanted to hear about God's grace for lost sinners. Secondly, they were devoted to fellowship 
They were together, like one flock following one shepherd. So they were like little shepherds to each other. The people served each other. They helped each other. They encouraged each other. They taught each other. They cared for each other. They prayed for each other. Knowing the good shepherd changed the way that they lived, changed the way they treated each other. Third, they were devoted to the breaking of bread, like Jesus had done on the night when he was betrayed. So they were devoted to the bread and the cup. But what they were actually devoted to was the body of Christ given for them, the blood of Christ shared for them. And fourth, they were devoted to prayer. They prayed together and Jesus heard them. They were like just devoted sheep, speaking, lifting their voices to their shepherd, and following their shepherd, trusting their shepherd. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. In each of these four things, they were devoted to Jesus. They trusted him. It was the good shepherd who first was devoted to them, and in their turn, they were devoted to him. They knew that the Lord was their shepherd. And they didn't lack for anything good. They knew that he had walked through the valley of the shadow of death for them. And they knew that he would be with them when it was time for them to make that journey. They knew that there was evil in the world. But they did not need to fear it. They knew that they lived in the midst of enemies But even so, they could be at peace and have that assurance as if they were sitting at the table with Jesus himself. They knew that Christ would lead them to like green pastures and still waters, restoring their souls, leading them in the paths of his righteousness. They knew that there would be goodness and mercy through every day of life in this world and beyond it. They knew that they would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And they trusted the voice that led them. It was the voice of Jesus. The same voice of the one who leads us and who comforts us, who watches over us, who loves us. Our good shepherd by the grace of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, who was crucified for us, and who was raised for us. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending Jesus into this world. We need that good shepherd. Father, we thank you that people then, people now, are able to turn to Jesus, to follow Christ, that he does lead us faithfully. That he's watching over us through everything that we go through, and some of it down here is hard. We need Jesus. And Father, we thank you that as Jesus leads us through this world, through every day, through all of our conversations, all of our troubles, and all of our joys, Jesus is also the one leading us eventually, at the right time, into your home, where we can dwell safely and securely and freely forever and ever. 
all because of Jesus. Let his voice be heard. And let us and people around this world know Jesus, know him better, so we can recognize him and be familiar with him and receive our confidence from him. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.